Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 256 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring or coaching. As always, I'm here to share ideas and insights I've had, ones I've borrowed or stolen during the nearly 24 years I've been in business in the teaching game, and from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education, and to do that in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. So let's crack on with today's show without further ado. Let's talk about those bright, shiny pennies, which seem to be all around us. And this is actually a sort of follow-on from the last show, The Blind Spot Council, episode 255. And it's a story I want to share with you guys as a demonstration of the power of getting someone else's eyes on your blind spots, as well as the seductive power of bright, shiny pennies. Those alluring distractions that catch your eye and lure you away from your true mission. And for me, this story represented a huge insight and something I'd looked right through as I was drawn in the direction of a glittering distraction. I can't put a price on the decision it allowed me to make because I can't put a price on happiness. And I can't put a price on fulfillment, passion and pride in what I do for a living especially when it helps others to be happy and to be more successful in what they want to do. So here's my little story of how getting someone else's opinion saved me from serious error pursuing a bright, shiny penny that really didn't have much relevance for me. That could have been an absolute disaster. You see, in 2016, I had a serious cycling accident whilst I was on holiday in Spain. I'm lucky to be alive and luckier still to have not been severely injured and unable to continue to teach guitar. I actually lost nine of my fingertips as I clawed at the asphalt trying to slow myself down before finally coming to rest underneath a car, which fortunately prevented me from winding up under a coach. Now, at that point, I realised I was just one accident or one illness away from being skint and in trouble if I were forced to stop teaching guitar, which I never really had thought about before. It seemed a pretty desperate situation, so I used the money I'd saved from teaching to buy a house to rent out as a hedge against any such disaster. The returns were at best modest, and frankly, it was pretty uninspiring. So I began to read read all about property investing and decided to pay for a bunch of training courses. Tens of thousands of pounds worth. Figuring that the considerable cost of all the courses added up would be way less than the financial cost and loss of time I'd need to investigate and and learn about all the various investment strategies I was discovering and possibly blundering into something that I didn't understand and get myself into deep water. 
anyway, there were loads of ways of investing in property. There was the simple vanilla-flavoured old-school buy-to-let model where you buy a house with a and put a family in it and just, that's it, it's unadventurous. The rent-to-rent model, which is a bit more work, the HMO model, the serviced accommodation model, the commercial conversion model, the deal packaging model, the buy, rent, and refurb model, and several more. I mean, it was a whole new world. The possible rewards looked massive, but I wasn't really sure which avenue to pursue yet. Now, as part of my investment in my own training and education, I enrolled in a paid mentoring program that lasted a year. We'd meet up with an experienced property investor once a month, and basically they'd handhold through whatever I was doing. So I chose a mentor with a good track record in property who was a good speaker and seemed to have a very aggressive approach to business. I liked him and his very blunt, direct way of speaking. We spoke at our first mentoring sessions about my plans and I thought I was on the right track. And I thought like that for a few months. If I followed his advice and the plan he'd helped me work out was was followed and executed, the returns were potentially very good. And I'd build a sizable investment portfolio worth several million pounds within five years. It would be very hard work though. And there was no easy way to do it. The plan also meant, reading between the lines now, that I'd have to give up teaching at some point in order to focus on the property business. And if I realised it back then, I must have thought it was okay, because the money looked so good. Yep, the money was a big lure, a bright shiny penny, and I decided to go for it. Anyway, a few months into the VIP mentoring programme, my mentor stepped away from it. So I looked at the available mentors and took my second choice. Frankly, I wasn't thrilled at the prospect of working with a man who was in no way as dynamic and forceful as my old mentor. This guy was too low-key, too mild, too quiet. Yeah, he'd built a sizable property investment portfolio in the northeast and also owned a lettings agency, which his daughter co-owned and ran. But he wasn't my first choice. I guess he'd had to do. I didn't have time to waste, and I wanted to get on with things. Now, by this time, I'd bought a couple of properties and felt like I was on my way to wealth and prosperity in property. So I went down for the next monthly mentoring meetup. So picture this. It's a room full of future millionaire property entrepreneurs and me. I'm feeling like a bit of a fraud, to be honest, because I'm just a guitar teacher. And there's a lot of noisy, uh, optimistic chat, a lot of people trying to network, and you can kind of smell the ambition coming off them. And there, at a small table in the middle of the room, sat Derek, my new mentor. Tall, thin, bespectacled and soft-spoken. And I wondered how the hell he's going to G me up and get me out there to crush it like my old mentor had. 
We shook hands and sat down and started talking. I liked him straight away. He'd got that wise uncle sort of vibe about him. And he, I noticed he's quite slow. He's careful. He's listening really hard to me. I told him of the plans I'd made with my previous mentor and he listened, asked a few questions before easing back in his seat and pausing. He asked me how my research was going. Oh, I'd been waiting for this one. I proudly pulled out the computer with a massive spreadsheet I'd built which projected the next 10 years and it covered everything. The portfolio's capital value, liquidity, pension pots, revenue from property and teaching and there were lots of back pages behind it which showed unit by unit analysis of each property and all that fed into the global overview of the main page. This was a monster spreadsheet. I was proud of it. He said he'd never seen anything like it. Now, I didn't know whether I should feel proud of the work I'd done or embarrassed about it. But he was clearly quite deep in thought. So I didn't think that was particularly relevant then. And quietly he said, So, Neil, I'm sort of curious. When you've done all this and you've made your money, what will you do with yourself? I really didn't have a prepared answer for this question and said I'd probably play my guitar if I had time. He gave a nod and then there was another long pause. I said, what do you think, Derek? And he gave me his opinion. And that was worth every single penny of the VIP mentoring program fees and much more. Here's what he said. Look around you. All these people are here because they want to make enough money to get out of their jobs. They're not very happy and they just want the money because they think the money will make them happy. But you're different. You, on the other hand, already have the sort of life they'd kill for because you get to do what you love every day. You make very good money doing it and you get great satisfaction from helping your students. So why would you want to give all that up just to make more money when you already have more than you need? I didn't know what to say, so I shut up. He carried on. I think that anything that takes you away from the work you love, your teaching business, is not going to be worth it because you'll end up resenting it for taking you away from your true love. I was absolutely bloody floored. I just sat for what felt like a long, long time. When I could speak, all I could say was, I never even thought about that. He smiled and looked up from cleaning his glasses and then said, so let's see what you could do in property that won't mean hanging up your guitar, shall we? We talked through the many property investment strategies I'd completed training courses in or had on my schedule to do. And one by one, we eliminated those which would require me stepping back from teaching guitar in order to pursue them. Until finally we're down to just the one. The simple, vanilla-flavoured, family home, single let. Good old buy to let. 
and between us we sort of concluded that following that path wouldn't mean having to leave guitar teaching, if I did it right. Derek asked me to go home and think, and re-engineer my master plan for world domination spreadsheet, but base it on buying family homes and keeping everything as simple as possible, and then bring it next month to our next mentoring session. I thought that was a massive ask, because the spreadsheet was a a monster that I created, covering dozens of property purchases, developments, multiple revenue streams, capital items, and and tons more, and projected out over a 10-year period. But I thought, I said, I'll do it, I'll do it. So over the next month, the budgeted plan slowly evolved until I had it ready for Derek's eagle eye to inspect at our next session. VIP mentoring day came and we sat down. Flipped open the laptop and together we went through the numbers. My assumptions, the maths and the money. Good work, Neely said. So what do you think? Is building that smaller portfolio acceptable to you if it means you get to keep on teaching? It's smaller, but it's still millions of pounds, I said. And I can still teach if we do it this way. He just grinned and sat back and just beamed at me. I sat there and beamed. I wasn't going to have to give up teaching. That was the best advice I got in the whole of that year. Worth all the money and much, much more. That would have been a bright, shiny penny to become a property developer, a property sourcer, or any one of the other roles if you like or the other strategies they just wouldn't have been a good fit I'd have to stop teaching maybe they're a good dream for somebody but they weren't a good dream for me because I already have my dream I teach guitar every day getting Derek's outside opinion probably saved me from making a disastrous choice where I'd given up my teaching business in my rush to become a property millionaire running what would become a big business Instead, with his help, I chose to slowly become a property millionaire who did what he loved every single day, which is why I'm teaching guitar now. That's what he'd done over the last six years. The portfolio is worth a million and a half quid. It's a fraction of the original plan's value at this point in the projected life of the business. But I'm still teaching guitar. And I love it. And every single day, I have the privilege to share what I love with my students. Without Derek's input, without his opinion, I might be wealthier. I might have more money in the bank, more properties. But I doubt I'd be this happy. I'd be a grumpy, unfulfilled multimillionaire. So this podcast is Derek to him. So this podcast is dedicated to Derek, to his wisdom, and to all the people, both real and imagined, who have, over the years, given me their opinions. This is my story of how someone else could see what I couldn't, and how their opinion and their wisdom changed the course of my life.
What's your story? If you've had a similar kind of experience, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Because I'm here to learn, as well as share what I've learned so far. Drop me an email to info at neilcamedo.com or find me on Twitter where I'm at, at Tudor Podcast. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the Tudor Podcast and I'll be back next week with more no BS ideas and practical tips and advice to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Just like I love mine. So, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help. Till next time, stay useful and have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.